0: Hello and welcome into your second episode of Smoke Screens. I'm your host Carl Gunner here with my partner Nairobi Ojulu and our new partner Johnny here joining us, Johnny Knowlton.
1: Hello, hello. Uh, thanks for having me. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. You guys did a good job last time. I hope I yeah, it is can gonna be fun. can <laughs> contribute.
0: Thanks so much. Great to have another person on the team. Today we're gonna start off by talking about Le'Veon Bell. Signing with the chiefs last week, he had it he apparently had his teams cut down his excuse me his team decisions cut down to the dolphins, the bills, and the chiefs. Uh, not surprisingly the next few teams that the Jets play <laughs> 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 and he he goes to he signs with the uh, Kansas City chiefs. And guys, I think this is going to be very interesting. I think they're going to run their offense. He's going—excuse me—he's going to be, ran, he's going to be played the same way that James White is in, um, uh, excuse me, New England.
2: Yeah, it's gonna—it's gonna definitely be interesting. Uh, Andy Reid's going to have fun with Le'Veon Bell, I think, on offense especially, and just having him maybe even just doing those swing passes as well. And it it adds more options to an already dynamic offense as well, and it's going to be fun in KC for sure.
1: Yeah, I was hoping he was going to go to the Bills because I thought the Bills desperately needed some Something some inside in the, the tackles, some yeah. right that can do anything like that. But the Chiefs made a masterful move with getting this. You got Clyde edwards alaire on a rookie season with with no with the the truncated off season so yeah. wild. you have to think the fatigue sets in at some point you're he's not gonna get 20 what was it 26 carries for yeah. for something he, he, can't he, he can't do that he can't do that until week 17 yeah so now you it
2: also, you have
1: a big body so, sorry that no, can no, no, yeah no. that can move the sticks and
2: and also a teacher. Le'Veon's already experienced. He's already been in the league a while. You know? Uh, I don't
1: know. I don't think he's a the best role model. <laughs> not, not I, I, like, I, I just personally at you know. least maybe some yeah. tips
2: and tricks, maybe.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah. You in this, in the sense of football. Right. Oh, for it, Edward Solaire, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, but he will come in. <laughs> he he will come in with like a great attitude. Yeah. Of course, he signs with a team that won last year, and he's. Um, trolling to get like a win or a ring excuse me and motivated just in that sense just for one year let's get this let's get some hardware and,
0: and yeah especially because he's coming towards the end of his career he's at least almost 30 if he's not 30 he's going co- he, i think they're going to use him more as a goal line situation back and they might give him some passes out of the backfield hopefully some screens which just be something he'll probably be probably excel in because he's been more of a pass back than anything else
1: yeah plus i think i think the steelers ran more of a power zone but i believe the steelers do like a zone run run scheme as well and he does have that it's that that goofy looking run style where it's hop hop boom there's the hole but
2: he's a very patient runner you as might well.
1: not see as much as that as, of that because obviously not not as explosive as you know the killer b days but
0: that's just a, that's, this is just another thing that tells you how strong this this chiefs team is like how big of a threat they're starting to become yeah. they're they're the next super team in the nfl they're everyone's gonna want to go there and they're, they're the team that if you want to play you want to win a super bowl you're going to the chiefs right because yeah. you're
1: you're trying to oh it's the half billion dollar man he's he's the he's the best thing in the league right now it's no there's no doubt and
2: Exactly, and for so long it was: if you want to go get a Super Bowl, go to New England, right? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, right, <laughs> because they'll get you there.
1: But even so, it's a yeah. that's, a exclusive, that's an exclusive, it's an all exclusive club to get past uh, the, one one Belichick. Yeah, it's the Belichick. Belichete. Sorry,
2: <laughs> cold waters in New England. <laughs>
0: Other news in the NFL this week coming out of Cincinnati: John Ross apparently has requested a trade out of. Cincinnati uh, has he as he's been sitting behind AJ Green Tyler Boyd and even T Higgins I can I understand
1: our better play I've been playing better so with with all due respect I mean I kind of was loud about it yesterday yeah. when I heard the news but I'll kind of be respectful as far as he's been there for long enough to polish his skills as a receiver you have the the God-given speed, but sometimes, you know, doesn't work.
2: And he's clearly not in their plans either. He's only, he's only been in three games so far, and he's had two receptions for 17 yards.
0: And if, and if you look at His, how the team is changing, he's not really fitting that scheme as well anymore. He's more of a deep threat where they're trying to, it seems like they're going towards more of an improvational, excuse me, uh, offense where they improvise more and more of a type of Russell Wilson. At least because
1: like, that offensive
0: line is just so horrid that
1: those plays are always off schedule anyway. Yep,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that offensive line is something that's improved, but it's, it's not improved right Right,
1: yeah. there's Yeah, because you, you spent your first two picks this last year on Burrow and T. Higgins, which are great additions. Yeah. But you're not going to find very many great linemen that are going to make an impact year one. Exactly, I like think the past one, one hundred even.
0: In the first round, first actually they took two. It was either twenty thirteen or twenty fifteen.
1: Yeah, I think they lost uh, a couple of years back. It was H O F Whitworth and Zeitler in the same offseason.
0: As well as Clint Bowling.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. T- yeah, three, three guys that we wish we had on our team. That's true.
0: More of a defensive team there too. They they brought in Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, and they still have William Jackson the Third, who has stepped up a lot in the past two years.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Gino still. Uh, or is he? Gino Gino's Ackerman. still playing. I'm not sure if he's hurt or not, but yeah, he always gets it done yep. at his spot. I
0: agree. So some of the teams that John Ross could actually go to. I know Nairobi, you have a few you have a few teams you think he could end up with.
2: I think New England would be very interesting because Bill Belichick is always known to take in uh lost projects or causes rather. Johnny, you called it the the island of misfit toys, which is Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. It's, yeah. It's, it's, they've It's true.
1: They've, you know and they know how to rejuvenate exactly. certain it's, it's certain crazy. careers.
2: They it really, it would also help Cam as well because Cam can al- always run, and to have a deep threat, it's it it definitely makes playing them harder.
0: You know. I agree. They sure. can't they can't um, depend on Cam Newton running the ball all the time. You saw it in the, I can't remember which game it was, but they tried to get it in the end zone and after Seattle <laughs> yeah, stopped on had, the one half time. Excuse me. After at halftime, they tried to get him in the end zone over the whole hump, and they couldn't get it
2: even at the end of the game. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree with the, the Patriots aspect where it is about what, what else do the Patriots really have as far as talent in their receiving core. You can't really name much except Edelman and Harry. Harry's fine. But, Kobe Meyer's been good coming okay. drafted.
0: And yeah. uh, the first round pick they had from Arizona State, for some reason I cannot remember his name, but he, has, he is very underwhelmed for them.
1: Yeah, so um still you would have to prove play time you'd have to prove it in practice and in during your snaps because obviously we haven't I don't even think we've seen them on the field for the better part of this the last season and this season so far so
2: one snap against yeah. uh Indianapolis yeah yeah yeah
1: so so right like the Patriots are a good team where they are kind of thin at the at that spot to where yeah, because they want to run the ball. Because you have Sony Michelle will come back soon enough, and the Damian Harris looks looks serviceable. And Cam is one of the best rushing yeah. quarterbacks in our league. So
0: exactly, I could see him going to the Giants. Anybody, Giants and the Eagles. Honestly, anybody in the NFC East. Yeah, yeah.
2: very true. Eagles that's need warm
1: bodies. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, they really yeah. do. The Eagles, Eagles, Eagles are know, a
0: mess.
2: They. Uh... <clears throat>
1: They yeah, they have been they've been hampered by injuries and that first that first the first um quarter of that schedule is just brutal. I should have wrote them down. Yeah, San Fran, Steelers, Baltimore. Your yeah, first like were the last three, I believe. Um you got a surging Houston coming up this week. Um but obviously you're going to get the NFC least for the second half of the season. So
0: Oh they have you only yeah, York, an 500 500, right.
1: So maybe John Ross is the Deshaun Jackson they wish that they had because he has not even. Yes. Oh, he came on game one and hasn't
2: touched the field since. No, he's and what was it last year? It was a core injury, out most of yep. the year. Yeah, I think he was playing two, two, three games. Maybe so, so now it's a
1: hamstring, which you know but, maybe a healthy John Ross. And you just kind of, sorry, Deshaun, ease. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe you come back at like week twelve, but and this is absurd. Of
2: hamstring injuries. Oh my gosh, have we? It's all we're, we've been getting. Everyone with hamstring yeah, injuries, which is, you know, it's it's, it's what happens when too, it's a no preseason or OTAs. Yeah, or, yeah right. Without, yeah.
0: That. The Injuries so. this year. It's, it's 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 crazy how how many players are in, injured, and it really shows you how much you need preseason. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And. Le'Veon. <laughs> and I, I feel like uh, even the rookies coming into the season maybe are just kind of going out there and just playing, kind of having fun because you see some of these rookies just going bananas like Claypool against Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I think it was four or th- three touchdowns. Four three receiving. Rec- yep. Yeah, or I three receiving, my apologies. Three receiving yep. and then one rushing the first I believe the first wide receiver. That's something that's going to help
0: these players, though, too. If they realize that as 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 long as they go out and have fun, they're going to get the win. And as long as they're happy playing football, they're going to be able to be successful. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and everyone else had just as little preparation. So if you're a rookie coming into the NFL, well, I hope if you're a rookie coming to the NFL, you're coming in jacked and super fit, healthy, ready to go. Exactly. Already anticipating your first professional season. You, you signed you signed that fat check yeah yeah like, and you know some of them the veterans that have been doing it for seven plus years it's like oh man here we go again you, exactly. uh, I'm probably gonna use Big Ben as like a a perfect like as the poster child for rolling out of bed in today's preseason today's like the first day of that. training camp
0: especially with his injury struggles
1: yeah true but maybe sometimes the the lack of Preparation and his oh, uh, I wouldn't say he's an unhealthy unhealthy person, but could attribute to the injuries, you know, we have the pliability of T B twelve. Who's really only missed he's one one yes. a span of time, one season.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Preparation is different for him compared to a lot of different players in the NFL, at least.
1: I think he's quoted as saying he doesn't like he doesn't throw footballs in the off season, like just doesn't even pick it up.
0: I think wow. I've heard that as That's... well from. Except
1: like this, this is like the only. That twenty twenty is the season that gets Big Ben off the couch <laughs> oh and <my> gosh. <laughs> flicking the fakeskin.
0: <laughs> so, we're talk here about Mike McCarthy. Recently, had some news as some unnamed Cowboy players came out and said that the Cowboys coaching staff has just not been doing their jobs. Basically, that sounds bad, but they are not prepared and don't treat the team the way that they should be.
1: It's uh yeah, it's like it's kettle in the pot terrorism cuz you you saw the players out there. They're they're cashing in. I mean, you're going to then you're going to blame your coach for a lack of effort.
2: I agree. I, they I, don't yeah. They don't they really don't have much at all. to write home to anyway. You know they're not a very good team. To they're two and four and lead the division. Like this is why people call the NFC East the NFC Least. And and you
1: had that defensive coordinator was it? It's Mike Nolan. Yeah, Mike Nolan. Who, who the last there. time did you you write that down? Yeah, he was Emma in Gravy? Atlanta. Yeah, go ahead. In,
2: uh, in 2014, as the de- defensive coordinator and then spent the last 3
1: seasons in uh New Orleans. Yes. So then without a job for a few e- for a few years yeah. which you know, you you get it, you maybe you take some time off to spend with your family, but in that season with Atlanta, I believe he was that defense was 31st in yes. total defense, which I don't know what you could have learned in that 6-year period by working with the linebackers with New Orleans. But that was just a bad hire by McCarthy in in general. And I just think he's just wrong in what today's NFL is. He likes to pass it fine, but...
0: I think, yeah, I agree with that. Because the way this game's changing, turning into more of a running quarterback league, which is definitely something he wasn't... He didn't run when he had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was more of a pocket passer. And I feel like McCarthy is not adapting as well but i i and and i get you could say that it's just growing pains because he's a new coach but really he's he's been in the nfl for so long he's been to a super bowl for God's there day. there the are,
1: there are more time. there yeah. are other like first year head coaches that are dealing with the same thing and teams are producing much better exactly i could even say like the giants are on par with that and that roster is well, the giants possibly worse best. it has to be worse i know I they have the dallas has all those injuries right yeah right and so and Mike McCarthy's done it before and you had Matt Rule and Joe Judge haven't been an NFL head coach and these teams are performing at least better than 36 points per game is this uh Dallas defense yeah which is simply insane I and mean, you can't yeah. Yes yeah, yeah. That, that's what
2: they that's and especially
0: coming up. into a team with the weapons like this i mean Matt LaFour Matt LaFour came into
1: Excuse me. Le <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a great name. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Seventeen and four, by the way, so far in the, first, yeah, so in the first yeah, in the year and a half. So that's kind of just like another pin in the Mike McCarthy uh yep. bubble, if you really will, I I think. Up. But and,
0: he came into this Green Bay team with much less offense than than they have in Dallas. McCarthy yes. has way yep. more weapons.
2: And they've already got nine fumbles through week six. Exactly. And, and <laughs> yeah, twelve. Yeah, the margin is twelve. Yeah, it's it's really a bad bad situation down this there. This is this is a team too that Andy Dalton should be able
0: to step in and be effective and help them win the division. But the way that their offense is running, and the way, especially with their defense, the only good player they have on defense, it, well, they have two. They have Malik Collins and. I'll say I'll say Leight, Leighton Van Der Esch is okay, but and maybe Randy get, Randy and get like, Gregory
1: and like the availability you always question with the Vanderesh. Yeah, exactly. Van I, I like yeah. Jalen Brown too. You do need the both yes. of them on the field for them to play. It's like a dynamic duo sort of bit they have.
0: It's kind of a True. changing of the guard for this defense too, because Sean Lee not being there anymore. It's 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 very different for them.
1: True. Yeah, they don't have because yeah, they grew up on a mentor like that and. Yep you have to point out Dexter Lawrence
2: really it's time for someone to grow up on the defense yep. and and I take think Dexter charge.
1: Lawrence really has to be as yeah. as the highest paid player on the defense you kind of really have to put a responsibility on your shoulders as the outside edge rush guy like I'll say Leading it you have example. to you have to create pressure on the quarterback you have to disrupt plays if you're not going to get stats and you just don't see him you just don't see him beating anyone off the line. So I
0: agree. And and you see that they, their corners aren't very good either. They don't have much for safeties. Like Byron Byron Jones isn't it oh yes he is, he is there. Um and then they got the But he's been he's takes.
2: been hurt. Yeah. Yes.
0: And and then the it seems like Leighton Andrevest was supposed to be their next Sean. Sure. And if he's injured now. So there needs to be someone to step up, which kind of shows and the fact that no one has stepped up shows a little bit of the immaturity in this exactly. team I think. And it shows you how young they really are,
1: or how yeah. much how much money they they pumped into that offense. Where exactly all the salary cap is, what Dak Zeke, Dexter Lawrence. You got some Zach Martin sprinkled in there. Like these are huge. These are huge contracts you for their position. Did
0: you know? Did you know yeah, is Murray's still role. in the NFL? I, I Last yeah. week was the first time I, I think seen him run the ball. Forever. I
1: think uh, he's still cashing his checks. I see him. <laughs> yeah. I see him walk into. I see him walking to Wells Fargo every once in a while. It's like they're Mondays. He dropped it though, and it's started blowing in the wind. You know how (laughs) how windy St. Cloud is. He he couldn't. It's just he can't get it out of his head. It's unfortunate. I think he's kind of at this point. You got to think he's just a product of an Urban Meyer Ohio State super team, where you see all these guys get into the NFL
0: and See? just being a product of Pollard might be a better situation here because <laughs> even with Dak they should have been a running football team. They shouldn't have to have those offensive weapons and spend that much money on yeah. the, on them, on those receivers. They should be able to run the ball. And now that Anthony Dalton is is their quarterback, if they don't run the ball more, they're messing the whole situation up.
2: Yeah, it, r- it really is crazy how many times they're throwing too because on Monday he was 34 for 54, 266. A TD in garbage time, and then two yep. picks.
0: And this is a, This is a Cowboys team that still has a chance to win that East.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I I got a. I I think the Eagles do it. I think the Eagles always. They once they get healthy, they come around. They they spark out the three wins in the last and fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Division one with six games.
2: I can see it, it. If there was ever a time to get a win, it would be this week. They play Washington, so. Yes,
1: that's very – that's a win. That's, a that's, that's yeah. a, I – I don't D think – I think that D is an L because uh, – well, right.
0: That, that D line is scary. Yeah. D line has injuries. Ionitis is
2: injured. Yeah. He is, he's, he's, out, he's out for the year, yes, right? Yes, I believe so. Something okay. with, uh, in his arm or his bicep, yeah. I believe. Yes. And I, I just have like a like real
1: quick deep dive into like the Jerry Jones era as far as ownership and GMing. You have – the three three GMs in the Cowboys team history, which is like is fun. Like a weird fun fact for that which team crazy only to have that is three crazy vice presidents. Uh, or uh, three presidents care. of football oh, operations. Um as far as Jerry Jones being the owner, you have the three rings in the four years, the ninety ninety two, ninety three, ninety five. Um Jimmy Johnson was was your GM from ninety I believe it was ninety one to ninety. Three or 88, 88 to 93 sorry that sounds right yes yep so on on teams built by someone else you win your three three rings and then after 95 we haven't seen a single playoff win by this Dallas Cowboys by team by like any any of them
0: they haven't gotten a new conference championship in, and it's um in about the same time as as the Jaguars
1: yeah and and since he's been the GM it's a 20 Two twenty-seven to two hundred five, so it's a fifty, fifty-two and a half win percentage. Incredibly average. I mean, yeah. I don't, I couldn't see the Wolfs being much higher than five hundred yeah, either. We'll dive a later. Yeah, um, it's just he's he's kind of ran that franchise and
0: to not into
1: the ground. Into is, the gro- well, it's worth more than any other team in history but as far as on the field he he hasn't produced a winning product none exactly. of I, cu- I can't give the 95 ring to jerry jones i think it's really time for someone else to be the president of football operations on that, that on that team they need a little
0: they need something just they just need something different that isn't a jones by the way exactly. like
1: not the sun
2: <laughs> a new breath of fresh air is what Dallas needs.
1: Dallas Someone to tell Jerry year, maybe you're, I'm sorry, Jerry, but maybe you're wrong about giving Amari Cooper twenty million dollars a <laughs> yeah. year ah. when he only shows up to twenty five percent of these games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Especially that New England game last year in Foxboro. It was on a milk cart. Stefan Gilmore pretty much shut See, exactly
1: out. I don't even know which game you're talking about. But we probably had to watch it. It was America's am, game of the week. I'm making this plea from America's <laughs> working class. <laughs> exactly. To the NFL, America's to of the week. to all the I was all the major broadcasters, please we don't have to watch this team anymore <laughs> every week for the NFL season. I don't have to see 16 Dallas games to, to watch them go 8 and 8 anymore.
0: I put them honestly, I don't want I don't want to watch Jets. But I I I I I equally I equally don't want to watch the Cowboys. That's how atrocious it is watching
1: that team. I like to watch a car crash just as much as anyone else. I would rather watch the Jets than continue watching America's team. Says Forbes like not anyone that likes football. Okay, I'm done on the
2: Cowboys. I
0: think, I think they, they need to redo that whole system, though. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, guys, I am going to, in just our sep- second episode, call out someone here talk, when we talk about the Vikings uh, after this break. Thank you. All right, welcome back into Smokescreen Sports. And, guys. Here it is. The Wilf family. It's time for you to wake up. You need to start looking at this Vikings team and realizing where their problem is. Mike Zimmer this year is going to get looked at. And he might get fired. But I honestly don't think he will. I think it's time for them to look at how much this offense has changed since Zimmer has been here. I think they need to take a look at how many different offensive coordinators there have been, how many different times Kirk has Mm -hmm. been sacked, at least. And I think they need to – they got to figure something better out here. I don't think Zimmer's going to lose his job, but I think Gary Kubiak is going to be a scapegoat here this year to save their their butts. I think Gary Kubiak is going to lose his job.
2: I definitely think that they're gonna do some some deep searching into what what they have in the organization. More like a, a State of the Union, <laughs> if you say if you if you will. But especially with Justin Jefferson, an exciting wide receiver on our on our team and then if we could just add a young, you know, franchise QB, there would be some exciting things in our future for sure. I'm kind of just wait and see for now, though. I'm gonna see how the season plays out, but I think there's gonna be some some big changes. At least some some people thinking about big changes in this off season for sure. But yeah, it and usually when I've from what I've heard, if if Mike Zimmer's going, Spielman's name is usually right behind it as well. So that's gonna be interesting to see as well.
1: And they don't have to. The wolves don't have to worry about staff signings and money being tied into that. That's just cash on the side. The salary cap is really what matters in the league. So for um, executives, coaches, you can hire and fire as many people as you want. Just look at look at the Browns. They're probably still paying. They're probably still paying Hugh Jackman some money from yep, yep. previous contract. Yeah. Um, it a two different for it would teams. be it would be a shame to see Kubiak go. Um, I am a fan of this game. Well, um, he was uh, what was what was his position last year? He was like the offensive yeah, advisor. Was, like yeah, he was like an assistant. And assistant. To the you know, Stefanski course. got plucked, and
0: he was basically uh, the Darth Sidious to Darth Vader. Right, and
1: turned yeah. turned the Browns into a one eighty. Um, if you like, are you looking for like a a topic for what the Vikings' biggest problem is.
0: No, I just want. To, I'm just, just
1: interested in that. What's going I put on right I now. put mine at Kirk Cousins. I think the the quarterback is a really important position. I'm just gonna throw out real quick. He's just under 65, which middling, which is fine, can win you games. Percent. Yeah, or. completion percentage. <laughs> yeah, just it's 64.6. Um. But and then the gaudy number, but through the s- first six games, it's ten interceptions. It's kind of is the most important part of offensive play, aside from you have to put points on the board. Obviously, is giving the ball to the defense in particular positions. Especially, I'm going to go to the Atlanta game just this Sunday when we we won the we won the coin toss. We elect to receive, which is weird sometimes in itself, but you tell your offense, you guys look good this week in practice, and I think we can take it to these guys because the Falcons aren't a good team. Um, and the first play you do is you do the play action. The pocket's fine. No one's in your face. No one's even close. And you bite on that Dion Jones bluffing the coverage. there, it was, it was a horrible pass that he... Practically ran out and he handed it off to Gian Jones, who was their best defensive player, arguably. I mean, some of their guys are hurt. I think maybe Keanu Neal,
0: but... Actually, they had six injured defense, Six starting defensive backs were all injured, and they all came back this week.
1: Yeah, and... That's, so that's something yeah.
0: that threw them off. The, the Vikings off, I mean. And that helped that eat, that... Atlanta defense
1: really stepped up. Yeah, so in theory, you should be able to move the ball through the air. And it was just a, 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 a sloppy first half. And if you play that way the first half, this team isn't built to come back from, I'd, I'd hate to say, even like a 16-point deficit in a half because we like to run the – or have to run the ball so much – Exactly. Yeah,
0: like I, I think that goes into the offense too, and my main problem right now with the Vikings is that I think Mike Zimmer has too much influence on this offense. I think he's he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't know anything on offense. He's he's a defensive guy, and I don't think he should be calling plays even or even near Kubiak when the, when the offense is on is on the field. I but, agree to
2: that. I, Kubiak. Kubiak's I
1: line, believe Kubiak Kubiak so. stays in the box. I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. He calls yeah, yeah, yeah. plays from the yeah, yeah. box, so sometimes maybe that's a weird thing too. Um, having an offense or having like an offensive mind or defensive-minded yep. coach and being on the other side of the field for that, yeah, you're a professional. It shouldn't it shouldn't really hinder you in any way. Exactly. But sometimes you you right you do have more legitimate horses on one side of the field.
0: Yep. And
1: uh-huh. um, also, I I guess we're, we can still go on the Vikings for a second. Hunter, Barr, and Michael Pierce. Essentially, with with the exception of Eric Kendricks, those are probably the three best players that we would have had on this roster, including the offense. You get Dalvin. Well, so I guess you go team. top five. Yes, I I haven't seen Harrison do much. I know. Dancler didn't help him out on that he's, touchdown he's throw to Julio Jones where he where he blew the bracket coverage. Be,
0: it's just going to be He's trying to micromanage everything in the defensive backfield. I think he's trying a little too hard this year. I think the fact he knows he has to pick up for all the slack from the young guys and I think he's trying to teach everyone while still be very good. it yeah, and I it's don't just think gonna it's yeah. working out for It's him. just
2: gonna have to be leading by exactly. example for these exactly. young guys, especially with no preseason. It's exactly. Gonna be, you know, that's one of the things. A huge lot of problems. teaching, a lot of learning. That's yeah, that's just where we are yeah. right now. I mean, that's where it right. mm, is. Right. Defenses
1: at You yeah. can't stress like the Hunter deal enough that probably would have saved danceler Gladney, all these guys from oh, getting sure. ex- more or less getting exposed with, you know, the edge patch rush again and Yep. Pierce providing middle thrust and he especially I mean especially against a QB like rush. Especially to have a line like that and Barr is also probably what our second would be our second best rusher. I'm sure if we have these three guys, we don't go for Ngakwe. So with yep. the with the exception of Ngakwe, I think Pierce would is probably a little more polished. Um also there's we have five hundred and sixty Plus snaps by rookie cornerbacks, so I'm assuming it's um what two hundred and seventy both to Dantzler and gladney Probably. which is a crazy amount i it might be inflated because we never get teams off the field on third down they're always it's <laughs> yeah. always converted um I
0: was there have been that they didn't go after anybody in free agency at least Drake Kirkpatrick was was available he was cut in the uh... Right after week one or two, I believe, and he's a he's a Bengals guy who Zimmer had coached. Zimmer drafted, and I was st- I was <clears throat> extremely surprised that they didn't sign him.
1: Which is kind of a stem to my Kirk bit. Um, with with that contract, maybe you possibly jump the gun on that, yep. but you do need the cap space to make a possible move like we did with Ngakwe, or just to have any cap. I think we were over the cap, I believe, going in into it so yep. so we were lucky that, to whoops. shave it off
0: that's that's, that's when, when that happens usually the owners will try and pitch in a little bit of money
1: yeah but i know in the nfl you, know, you have a you have a hard cap and
0: and that's part of how that, that's part of what makes you question the ngakwe trade because you got to pay him too and that's make i'm wondering if he's going to stay on this team this off season or they're going to let him walk and i think yeah as, in, uh, right excuse me Ad, 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 Adenigbo could be there starting right end.
1: They're, they're great.
2: Yeah, do you, that, have, do you have
1: like a, an opinion on that? Because I, I think they're mostly rotation players. Yeah, great, that, good rotation players. But yeah, the Ngakwe is like the year rental because they knew Daniil Ngakwe Hunter was yeah. going to be out it's for the year.
0: the Sam Bradford trade, I feel like.
1: I think that one was just That was that freaky Teddy thing. Yep. Yeah, Teddy, we lost the knee. They had two quarterbacks. We're like this. This will probably cost us the least w- to get a, a competent piece on our team, something to fill, right? Fill spot. While we were in the pro- that defense was in its prime, really. Yes, yes, so true. you had to, you were desperate to do anything. We came off we winning the North that previous year yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah, and then the something happened at TCF Bank, but we can move on from that.
2: Agreed. I don't want to talk
0: about that. Um, moving on to, we're going to talk a little bit, little bit about the NBA now. I want to talk more about the recent coaching hires. As first we had Doc Rivers move after Brett. Dar- uh, I can't remember his last name, but Doc Rivers moved to The 76ers. Brett Brown. Brett Brown. Yes, Brett Brown. Excuse me. Thank you. Brett Brown was fired. And we also had movement for Chicago and Brooklyn. Uh, Chicago has signed Billy Donovan. Brooklyn got Steve Nash, which is interesting. We haven't heard much from him in a while. The Sixers got got Doc Rivers. Cavs got J.B. Bickerstaff. Excuse me. J.B. Bickerstaff. The Knicks got Tom Thibodeau, which is... I, I'm not a Thibodeau fan ever since he's been in Minnesota, but...
1: <laughs> Carlos Carlos Boozer's phone is ringing off the hook
0: right now. <laughs> hey, he reunites with... Uh, uh,
1: Carlos, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Jim. Jim Dolan. You can give me a call back, we will talk about something.
0: Ty Lue goes with the Clippers... And he signed he actually served under Doc Rivers as an assistant. And I like that because they might end up facing the Lakers in a conference final in the future. If they can figure out their whole situation there. But the thing is, when Tyloo was coaching the the Cavs, it was really the team was run it's I feel like the, the team was run by LeBron. It oh was of course GM LeBron. It was it was GM it was LeBron. Exactly. Which
1: is the, maybe why yeah. Tyler glue maybe didn't get enough credit. I agree with that. For possibly the work that he did there. that
0: so a little yeah. bit of a redemption chance here? Maybe?
2: Yeah. Big redemption chance yeah. for sure. Especially in the West. It's it's crowded west. Plus, yeah, what, was you know, that, it's be
1: what was that team left with when LeBron? Because Ky- Kyrie had already jumped ship. Yeah, and then...
0: And J.R. Smith, that was about it.
2: Tristan Thompson. too. Sorry, Ty. You
1: probably don't win any
0: games. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, not his fault. Yeah, recently Stan Van Gundy has agreed to sign a contract to be the new New Orleans Pelicans coach. Guys, what are you thinking about that? Good fit?
2: I love it personally at looking at it from a working class perspective especially and he was an exciting coach as well he's got a a winning record in regular season games yep. ben Gunny does and with a young team it's going to be interesting to see what he does uh down the line with with this team um
1: I I guess I don't I don't particularly know much about his history if I know anything about his brother, it's he's probably not huge into younger players. I don't know how his development has been in, as far as young players go. Um, it's a it's a promising roster with the youth, and you have Zion. Zion, God, God, hope he stays healthy because it's just a weird, True. a weird thing.
0: And you see, Brandon Ingram there too, a guy who stepped up a lot yep. after being traded. And if you can get Josh Hart to be a lot more productive off the bench, you could have a great six-man there. Lonzo was amazing. And I, that's a really interesting team. I like that.
1: Yeah, and it looks like you have some salary cap to play with so you can find a veteran that can really step up and play some, some big minutes in a good spot.
0: That's a, they could try and move Drew Holiday, too, for a different veteran because Drew Holiday seems to... They there was talks about it a lot as he's been he's getting older and getting towards moving towards a contract year. They could always look to move him and for draft capital or a different veteran.
1: I think you might need a big man. I don't. Well, Jackson Hayes you probably I, I, drafted I, I, I recently. I
0: moving actually. I could see them moving Jackson Hayes because they have Zion. Okay. And I don't. I think Jackson Hayes would fit well in. Honestly, he'd probably fit well in Sacramento. And I think they could get a decent pick from them. Reddick is not veterans. bad
2: to have either. J.J. Reddick.
0: J.J. Reddick, yes, that's true.
1: But you have to wonder, especially this rookie class, not seeing a tournament yeah. like that, not seeing huge big spot games and how, how these prospects performed yep. could be... Could just be re, could wreak havoc on these scouts.
2: Exactly daunting and, task, and we'll get into more, right? We'll get into more to the
0: draft as in the upcoming episodes. But coming up next, Johnny, you're gonna have we're gonna do some picks here, right?
1: Yeah, I got a I got a little game for us here in smokescreen. Um, eventually, we'll get the uh, the smokescreen listening class into this as well. Um, we're gonna call it the Foggy Five. We have five of mm, what the working class thinks as the juiciest matchups for this week seven here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep track our our hosts here. Uh, some bragging rights. Um, let's see who uh, who actually gets it. Um, so I'm gonna start. We have the battle for Ohio. Um, you got Joe Burrow and whoever. Stefanski decides to throw out there. Could be a mixture of the two.
0: Mayfield was pulled. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like this is why it's foggy. You have it's it's tough. This game is going to get is getting a fifty-five point over/under, and Cleveland is getting a three-point advantage. So how we are going to score this? We're going to guess the outright winner for a point, um, the over/under for a point, and if they cover. If the spread is covered or not so a total of three points per matchup 15 points per week so we'll, we'll just go we'll just go clockwise roby
2: i think i'm gonna take cincinnati this week obviously both teams they got hammered last week cleveland to pittsburgh and then uh cincinnati got worked by uh baltimore but I'm expecting a good game. I think both teams are going to bounce back, but I believe there's less dysfunction in Cincinnati right now. And I'll take Cincinnati to cover. Oh, my apologies. Um, I'm going... I'm going... I'll go under. Carl?
0: I'm going to go... Uh, With Cincinnati as well, because I like their defense. I think their defensive line has been extremely effective this year, and their corners are playing really well. I'm going to take the over on them.
1: And the spread is three.
0: I'm going to go with over that as well.
1: Okay. So you got Cleveland beating the spread, winning by – or wait, sorry –
0: Winning by more than three since my apologies he, since he, um, Cincinnati winning by more than three yes
1: okay i uh give me Cleveland give me joe burrow he has been he has been playing very well for this roster how this roster was constructed, and when you're a rookie and everything you do there's someone in your face, he is making some. Well, I just like totally did a three sixty. I'm sorry. I'm I meant scared there. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> Well I guess it was too hard to put the game together. But I like I like Cleveland and its running game. I think Joe Burrow's been great, is I guess what I meant. I agree. But I think just Kareem Hunt has found has found new life and is moving the ball very well. And you have if Case Ke. If you're gonna start Case Keenum, he can he can get it to Juice, he can get it to OBJ. And I think I think Cleveland beats the spread, obviously, because they're gonna win. I think it's gonna be a defensive battle. I think they score under fifty and a half points. And then so the next matchup we have ooh, this is probably this is probably the game one of my favorite games of the year so far. Pittsburgh visits Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is getting a point and a half, and the total is the same fifty, fifty and a half for the over/under.
2: This is going to be an interesting one. I can't wait for this game for sure. But I think I'm going to go Tennessee to cover. And I'm going to let's go over on that on that score as well. I think both. Both offenses are going to come into this hot and, and ready to go as well. You know, Chase Claypool, obviously, in Pittsburgh. And you always have a chance when you have Ben Roethlisberger under center. But Tennessee has been playing out of its mind. Derrick Henry is running wild. Tannehill is, what, was, what did you call him, Tannehill? Tana Tannehill. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tannehill.
1: <laughs> that wasn't me, Matt Barry of ESPN Fantasy.
2: I'm taking Tennessee. He had a cover.
0: I'm actually going to take the Steelers here. I think their corner, excuse me, I think their defensive line is going to be able to stop Derrick Henry, and I think their linebackers are going to be able to plug the middle. I also think that the injuries that the Titans have at wide receiver is going to be a problem for them, especially against that defense the Steelers have. I think that team could actually go to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it's sort of a a matchup of the unstoppable force meets an immovable object in that Steelers defense <laughs> and Derrick Henry. So that's probably why I'm most excited about it. Um, so what was over-under? It's 50 and a half. I'm going to go under. Okay. Yeah, that seems to be like that's what it's going to be. Especially you have to believe Tennessee's defense is going to get better week by week because Mike Vrabel is doing pretty well as think, a head coach. Really, I'd say very early. Like Someone's always got to go. These teams are both undefeated still.
2: Exactly. They were Tennis, supposed to play like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's
1: that's even even more interesting part of the matchup. I I I thank you for letting me know that. Um I just think Tennessee has has more horses in this game. I think Pittsburgh's looking good, but I just, I just think Tennessee has really moved the ball on whoever, whoever they want, and Derrick Henry has almost 150 plus yards in each game. I, you think he's got a slow once, at least once, but I think, I think Tennessee is gonna, they're gonna cover the spread, but it is gonna be under. They're probably only gonna score 26 total points in this game. I like that. Did you uh, spread or?
0: What's oh, the spread again? One and a half. Ah, uh, I'm gonna stay with. Uh, I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. I think this is gonna be a very close game.
1: And then probably the America's consolation game of the week: Seattle goes to Glendale, and they played in uh, University of Phoenix Stadium. And what an exciting matchup this one is gonna be! i ever, the America is enthralled with Kyler Murray. he just looks even even with nine for twenty on passing yeah nine,
2: nine
1: you just 24. you just have to you just had to believe that he almost was in control that whole time, and just those passes were just just barely missed I got the over under is fifty six um and this Seattle's getting three and a half points um my take on this was uh Big Carol, Pete Carroll's gonna have nothing, no gum to chew on, but Big Red, and I'm sorry, Ricky Bobby, but Big Red is is no good gum. Pete Carroll's gonna be sour because Kyler Murray is gonna have one hell of a throwing day coming off of that 45 percent completion game against the Cowboys, and Seattle's defense isn't as bad as the Cowboys, but that secondary is similarly leaky, so. And I'm going to go over. I feel like each team's going to have at least 30 points. And Arizona's going to going to cover that spread by winning, obviously.
2: Yeah, I agree with going over as well. I think Arizona covers in a close one. It's going to be a it's going to be a great game. Uh obviously Christian Kirk is now starting to run wild. He had two touchdowns, I think against Dallas, but it's good to see him getting some love as well because DeAndre Hopkins is now there and Larry Fitzgerald will always, you can always count on Larry. And uh, obviously you look at the Seattle offense, D.K. Metcalf, Russell obviously, um, Lockett, uh, Chris Carson in the backfield as well. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a close game. But I think Arizona just pulls one more trick out of their hat than Russell especially down in in Glendale. The red zone, down in Arizona. It's going (laughs) to be an interesting one.
0: I'm going to go with the Seahawks here, actually. Even though they have the worst passing defensive backfield in the NFL, I think they're going to be able to plug plug up the running backs for um, Arizona. Excuse me. And I think this Seattle team with Russell Wilson is going to show the kid how 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 they run, how they run the NFC West. I think this is a old Russell Wilson versus a young Russell Wilson. This Kyler Murray looks extremely similar to how Russell Wilson plays, and I think this is an old man showing the young one how how things go, how things are run around here.
1: Yeah, I like that, and a lot of people didn't want to make that comparison, but how can you not? The mobility, the awareness. Um, the accuracy streaky obviously you got last week but exactly. these kids they're baseball players and they're s- smart kids yeah. uber athletic i i can't, i can't blame you for taking seattle i guess i'm just really hoping for an yeah. upset here cuz seattle is really kind of running away and you always you're, able to pull something out yeah
0: it's just this, is best, this is the best this is his best year by yes. far
1: yeah unbelievable like you got to you have to mention he hasn't gotten any mvp votes yeah. In his career yet. Exactly. So. And this exactly. is, I think they're going to the Super Bowl this year. MVP candidate yeah.
2: this year for sure.
1: All right, so I got um over, under on the points. They got 56.
0: I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be a close a one. defensive struggle. Yes. And then Seattle's getting three and a half. I'll give him three and a half. I'll stick okay. with that.
1: Ooh, and then um, we make the trip to the 702, the desert, the Death Star, Tom Brady, Luke Skywalker's into the Death Star. (laughs) John Gruden. Well, it's kind of a revenge game, probably, for Gruden with the Tampa Bay angle all those years ago.
2: True.
1: You just that Tampa, the Tampa Bay defense is really showing what America should have recognized how good it actually was just it got destroyed by 30 interceptions by someone we don't have to mention because he's a third string (laughs) this tampa bay defense is legit um if you missed the game on sunday aaron Rodgers threw what was 33 percent of his pick sixes well how many total even i think
0: he threw three interceptions
1: total and in what looks like his his best year in a little bit
0: and I was surprised I at how well this this defense played. They, it was it's not what I expected from them with so many young pieces. And really, the the, the veteran on that team is Levante David. And yep. You did, and they didn't have very many corners. They had cup guys last year. And I don't know how they pulled this out, but it's it's extremely interesting to see.
1: We're seeing a resurgence from Dominic and Sue.
2: Yeah, we, yeah, we really are. Ndama and Sue's. He's got. He's found a new life there, I think for sure. And then also, oh, uh, uh, also, and then uh,
0: shit, you're good. You're good. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Well, I'll I'll give uh, because I think Tampa Bay is gonna win. I think this will be under. They're getting four and a half points. I think Tampa. I think it's gonna be actually. A pretty sizable I think it's gonna be like 10 13 points because um, Derek Carr while saying he's hate of getting he's tired getting disrespected sometimes when you don't step up in big games is when people get loudest and I think this is a day where he struggles and that maybe gets in his head a little bit so I have like Tampa Bay by I'm gonna give it like 11 and a half I am mashing on that spread, wow. I am pushing the button until it breaks.
2: I think it's close, but then Tampa Bay pulls away later. I think I think they get some points in garbage time. So maybe, we, maybe by
1: so two you touchdowns.
2: Think oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's a two touchdown. Okay.
0: And I really like the Raiders. You know, they're my Raiders, my Raiders. <laughs> I don't know this the is, greatness
1: of the Raiders.
2: Drunky. This is this is tricky. Raiders. And then what's the
1: spread as well? It's four. So you said they're going to win by two touchdowns. Yes. Okay.
0: I'm going to go with. This is really hard. Not going to lie. I really want to take the Raiders, but I got to go with the Bucks because I think they're going to be able to. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to put this team down.
2: Under. Uh, yeah, going under as well. I'm
0: going to go over.
1: You like the Raiders in a shootout.
0: No, I like the... Oh, the Tampa
1: Bay? My I apologies. I like
0: Tampa Bay. My apologies. Sh- yes. I'm going to go over as well. I think they win by at least a touchdown.
1: Beating the spread. And... Dun-dun-dun-dun! Um, America is going to love this matchup too. I I don't like the Bears. I'm a, I'm a purple guy. Um, It's Chicago... Goes to SoFi to take on the Rams. I just feel like, man, these defenses are both playing at such a high level. Especially Chicago's, they're giving forty-five points for the over/under, which seems absurd. To be quite honest, uh, L.A. is good. They might put like twenty-one points on the board, but you can't depend on Chicago to put more than more than twenty. So I'm going to I'm going to take the Rams. It's going to be under. Um the Rams are getting a touchdown at 6 points. Um I think it's closer than that cuz it'll be a defensive battle. There'll probably be a total of 8 field goals made in this game.
2: I agree to that as well. I'll take the under. I think it's going to be a close one. But I'll probably go Rams as well. Do they cover? Yes.
0: I'm going to go with the Bears here. I like how they've been playing. I think that offensive line is not going to be able to stop Khalil Mack. And I think even though the running game with Devin, um, excuse me um, Montgomery hasn't stepped up and been as, as good as they wanted it to be, I think they're going to be able to get something going in the passing game.
2: I might take them at Soldier Field. I feel like Chicago's defense responds differently That's at fair. home. So, but on the road i That's i'm, fair. I'm I, with LA i, I haven't seen
1: spread. yeah i haven't seen much quanti- quantifiable difference but a lot of these quarterbacks can now do whatever they want in in away stadiums maybe there's you'd figure maybe arlington since they actually have like yeah. 22,000 fans but obviously there's that but right like the like traveling to a team Or to a stadium that's essentially empty has flourished for, like, these quarterbacks that can read defenses.
2: Aaron Rodgers trying off the defense down in the bayou. Right. (laughs) And trying the defense off sides.
1: And I'm sorry, you had the Rams as well? Yeah, I had uh, the spread. Okay. And the 45 over under? Oh, no,
0: I had the the Bears. Excuse me.
1: Okay. Yeah, they are looking good. The defense is is top notch. It's back to what it was just a couple years ago. I agree. When they got Cody Parkeed.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> kicking carousel over there.
1: Man. I yeah. mean true. I didn't say that in the purple segment, but Dan Bailey missed some pretty big spot kicks as well. Yeah, I I'm not gonna yeah. I don't know if we don't have to deep dive into that. But so so we finished that off. A little rocky start for the foggy. But hey, that was my first time doing it, so we'll do it hopefully a little smoother the next time. We're going to keep track of this. Hopefully we're going to get away to get the, the smokescreen working class, at least the listening class, in on this as well. We'll have some fun. We'll We'll see how much smarter you guys are than we...
2: Repetition is key.
0: <laughs> so thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Topper's Pizza.
2: Yeah,
1: order online, toppers dot com. We uh have uh, all new cheese curd options. You can get a box of cheese curds for five ninety nine, or we have a featured pizza is the Wisconsin curds and bacon. Which is delicious. Ranch base, mozzarella cheese, bacon bits, curds, and then we finish that with ranch drizzle and green onions. The Midwest Ranch, say no more.
0: Toppers dot com.
2: I'm hungry already. Order online. Thank you for
0: listening to Smokescreen Sports Podcast. You never know what's coming.